0: ADS
1: Records.
0: Hey guys and welcome back at long last, I'm Cam You're listening to the first episode of the 80s Records Fresh Music Podcast If you've been following me, you, you, you would have heard my last episode in December When I told you that we're moving away from our old monthly format And that we're only going to be doing four episodes a year Because that's all we have um, capacity for But I promised you loads of new stuff I promised you uh, more m- new music I promised you features and interviews and, and, and all of that kind of stuff And that's exactly what we've got um, I'll tell you more about it in a moment, but uh, so suffice to say the general format is going to be that every episode is going to have a theme. The theme this month well this this quarter I guess is mental health in music and in the music industry um It's a big topic but um and each episode is going to be dominated in large part by a conversation I have um, with a guest that I bring on that is relevant to that to that theme. Um, this time we'll be speaking to Dan Parkinson that'll, um, that'll be the majority of the podcast and that'll be the same for the, the podcast going forward as well with different guest speakers but I also have loads of other stuff I'll tell you more about what's coming on the show after our first track, this one is by Sam Hesselwood. it's called I Remember
2: Hey guys, this is Sam Hesselwood here you're listening to my new song I Remember on the ADS Records podcast Why am I thinking of you, laying alone in this room? It's only the things that we we remember. Mm-hmm. The thing about dreams that come true, they'll take the life out of you. You with nothing to do but remember. Mm-hmm. I live all the moments with no sense of time. It hurts when you notice what you left behind. I've seen every ocean, the northern lights, but every time I close my eyes. Where I reach for the phone I can't drink the wine on my own Go straight through my blood to my bones I feel you so close But I know That nothing's gonna bring you Bring it back to me I knew I loved you So I set you free Live sense of time every time i close my eyes i remember back when we were
0: What a voice! Oh my god, that was amazing. Um, that was a track called I Remember by Sam Hesselwood, and he is from Christchurch in New Zealand. And he's very kindly allowed me to uh, play that track on my show, because that is in fact coming out on the 8th of March, and of course this show comes out on the, on the 1st of March. So um, a, a week's exclusive there, which is very, very cool. Um, I asked him what it was all about, and he said it was uh, written uh, on an overly caffeinated and sleep-deprived last day of songwriting camp. And he's... I, I mean, I... I've done a bit of background on him and, and I think it's impressive how how passionate his voice is and also how how decent his songwriting is considering on how new he is to the music industry and how new he is to songwriting. Until recently his main main push was in rugby where he sort of competes regionally. But yeah, he's um he's made the switch and he's he's obviously killing it. He's supported by Soul Music Academy which which he joined. Listening to that track, obviously they they're being effective in 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 what they're mentoring him with. There's a music video along with that one that's also out on the, on the 8th. So be sure to go and enjoy that. That was filmed in the Cotswolds, which is pretty cool from one end of the world to the other. So yeah, um, that was Sam Hesselwood with I Remember. So coming up on the show, we have five pieces of music. Uh, well, we have four pieces of music. The f- one we just played is the first one, and then four more, making a total of five. See how that works? Five pieces of music, a nice mix, actually, of aged records artists and um, guest artists that we like to bring in from outside. Uh, shine a spotlight where that uh, where it's deserved. Um And uh, so I'm really happy about that. We also have some interesting news. We have updates from the artists. And of course, we have our conversation with Dan Parkinson, which I'm really looking forward to sharing with you. In line with our theme this month, I've asked two other people from the music industry to share their views about mental health and and, and how that relates to to their work. I've asked uh, a guy called Alex Taylor, who is a very cool musician, and Duncan Campbell, who is a very skilled mastering engineer. So uh, a nice bit of a spread. So I want to interject here with Alex Taylor and his thoughts about uh, mental health in the music industry.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's so many factors, the lifestyle and the Unusual hours and the stress of trying to make a living from music or working another job and gigging in the evenings is tricky and um, Very easy. I think to fall into bad habits For me, I've been struggling with my voice since um, November That was a real worry for me and and It did start to affect me mentally and when you're a solo singer relying on money from gigs, it's (laughs) It's virtually impossible to to not let that get to you, and um, you know, thankfully, the voice is is nearly back, and you know, I'm feeling pretty good. So, yeah, how how to stay sane? I'd say try to not compare yourself to other artists. You know, make the music you want to make, um, spend time on yourself. Um, it's not easy, you know. Um, I try and do some exercise in, in the morning, and you know, make room for some breathing. And reach out and try working with other creatives. Spend time with people who, who are going to understand the, the world you're trying to position yourself in. And if you are, if you're feeling it, and you're not feeling right, then then asking for for help, asking for professional help is the the best and, and the bravest thing you can do. Yeah, uh, shout out to Talk Club in Bristol. Oh yeah, uh, warm up your voice and... Take care take care of yourself and your body and, and your noggin.
0: And thank you to Alex Taylor for sending that in. I think it's important to hear from different voices within the music industry. Quick roundup of our artists. We have um, quite a few singles and things coming out from our artists this year. We know that Wade will be bringing out um, something. And the news on that won't be too far away. By the time the next podcast comes out, then that will you'll likely know about that. Um, I should tell you actually, the next podcast is kind of obvious, I guess, but the podcast is four in a year, so they're every three months. The next one's gonna be in June. See, that's some some fast month counting there. And then September and and, and December. So anyway, um yes, we got uh Wade Ring stuff out. We've got um Leo is planning to release a, a string of songs, um, kind of semi-casually, but we'll see where that goes. That could build up to something really, really quite special um, later on in the year. George is going from strength to strength. Um He's actually released a beautiful acoustic version of Never Really Gone, which we'll listen to a little bit later on. That is really, really quite something. Of course, we can't go without mentioning Spencer Flay. And, in fact, that's the next piece of music that I want to play for you, because he released his EP, but he has... Uh, released the radio version of "Just Saying" from that EP because it is um, an explicit song, so he's released kind of the radio-friendly edit. And seeing as I hadn't played that track in, in, in any of its forms on this podcast before, I thought it would be a great opportunity because it is my it is, isn't one of the singles, but from all the different tracks on his EP, I think it's the one that has my favourite drop. With that in mind, this one is "Just Saying." By Spencer Flay. Hope you enjoy it.
1: I
2: don't mean to be rude, but I hate you. I can't trust the things that you do. And I knew that I was right to you, I was being lied to. But you're going to cry to now. What you do is just spaceflight for, makes you so incite. You're not the diamond you think you are. Mm-hmm. to anyway why should i get the blame i know you would do the same and tell me up in chains I throw me off a plane and just to play a game with me i thought i'd sit there and take it when you go ahead and make it when i'm crawling on my knees for days you're not the diamond you think oh. you are you're not
4: the diamond you think oh. you are
2: When you realise you messed up and you don't have me know to have a rank. When you need to take the makeup of my hammy So I rarely toss around to anyone, no I don't give them out to anyone Strange choices you make but your biggest mistake was losing me as a mate mm-hmm.
0: It is by the man himself just saying by Spencer Flay the radio edit of course because the original is uh, part of his awesome EP um, called uh, Five Pack and if you don't know the story of that EP is that he um, has he partnered up with five different artists in five different genres and did a collaborations uh, a track with each one of them to kind of to this like really cool fusion thing because of course he's like a and b reggaeton kind of guy and then yeah, there's some really, really fascinating crossovers and some really sick tunes in there. And as I mentioned before, that is the one probably with my favourite drop. That one was a collaboration, by the way, with uh Beer Twist, who is um a, a very cool like sort of producer and songwriter and, and many other things. They have a very good working relationship. So yeah, that was um that was Spencer Flay. Um he's gigging all over the Southwest and he's also got a string of remixes and alt versions kind of lined up for this year. So keep an eye on that to see when that'll drop and what the news is on that. Um check them out on Spencerflade.com, links there to all his platforms, etc. So that was our first two tracks gone. We've got three more to come. But actually now is the time for the, the 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 main part of the episode, the heart of the show. Cause of course the theme this uh this quarter is mental health in the um in the music industry. So I brought on a guy called Dan Parkinson. Now, Dan hosts the Stage Fright podcast, where he focuses on people's experiences and mental health issues working in the music industry. So I, I thought he was really perfect for this episode. He also runs the Dan's TV Jam series on YouTube, and he's a successful producer and session guitarist. Plenty of cool stuff. Um, definitely worth checking the guy out. Due to the nature of the connection, my voice gets a little quiet at times, so apologies for that. But um, we have a very fruitful conversation about a lot of different topics. We talk about the scale of the mental health problem in the music industry. We talk about possible courses, what's it like in working in the music industry. Uh, we talk about agency and self direction. We talk about mood music and lo-fi, some of the ways that we depressure, the loss of musical identity. And of course, we discuss different perspectives on achieving mental health. It's time to welcome in Dan Parkinson. So I've, I've now got Dan on the line with me. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hey, how's it going? You all right? yeah I'm good. I, I do believe this is the the first time we've we've crossed paths. Um, yeah.
5: You, um, yeah I've worked with Alex um and one of his artists, and this is the first time we've actually spoken outside of whatsapp
0: <laughs> it is which, is which is which is really really cool. um so I, I guess because you know you're as new to our listeners as you are to me. could you tell me a bit about a bit about yourself, what you do, um, what your background is?
5: Yeah, I'm a session musician. My name's Dan Parkinson. I'm a session musician from Hampshire. Um, I work with uh, bands like Bad Is Your Boy. I work with a guy called James Martin, who's a TV chef. Uh, I play keyboards for him. Um, And I also run a recording studio. So I produce bands, mix bands, write radio jingles. Um, I also do things like guitar setups um, just to kind of fill the space between the the production, you know, because I think like with music, you need to... You need to have a few jobs. You can't just rely on one because once the, especially during something like COVID, you know, when the session work dried up, I was like, right, what do I do now then? And I just get more guitar work, get more mixing work, you know, remote mixing work. And yeah, so I think um, with a creative job, such as being a musician, you've got to kind of have your fingers in many pies.
0: Well, I I know that that's kind of like a financial necessity, but how how is that for you? Does that make it uh, more enjoyable for you? Is it just more stress?
5: No, I, I do quite like it. I like the fact that, you know, I can wake up on a Monday morning at the crack of noon and then I can I can, <laughs> yeah. I can I can go, right, I'm recording a violin player this afternoon. Then after that, I've got to edit the podcast. And then tomorrow I'm setting up two guitars for someone. And then, you know, my week is kind of a bit different. And then Friday and Saturday, I've got a couple of gigs in some festivals. And then Sunday I might have a day off, but then I might realize, oh no, I've missed that mixing job. So I have to go and that so you know you know it kind of keeps it it keep it's hard to juggle because i'm you know a one-man operation i've got no manager i've got no um, yeah. agent or anything like that i find the work myself and i have to juggle all this kind of stuff um so juggling the work is actually you know that's the fun bit because it's you know it's a fun job um yeah. being in music it's, it's, you know, it's it. obviously a fun job yeah, it's, yeah. i mean you know on, on my instagram profile it looks like the best job in the world do you know what i mean <laughs>
0: sure all, <laughs> all this is the become fun very bit. relevant actually i think i mean i i am um, I mean, I got you on the show really because I've um, I I came across you because you do a podcast,
1: um,
0: yeah. which uh, I mean, do, I, before I carry on, do you want to do you want to tell the listeners what, what's that called if they want to go and? Go oh and yeah, find so
5: it? so I do a podcast called the Stage Fright Podcast, and I talk to yeah. guests about working in creative industries. So um, I have musicians on there, artists. I've got um, I had someone on there that was my well, is my um, sister's husband that worked um volunteering for the samaritans and what that talk, what the podcast talks about is mental health in those creative industries so on stage there was one story where one person that i had on had played wembley stadium and you think, wow, that's amazing, and and they were like, yeah, but I was going through one of the biggest breakups of my life around that time. So on stage, mm-hmm. I go on stage and it's all glitz and glamour and it's all smiles and you know la da 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 da, singing the songs, and and then off stage, it's just right. Well, I've just now got to cry all the way home back to my empty flat and you know sort yeah. of sort out my. I might imagine actors could do a so. similar thing. Yeah, I I need to get an actor on the show. I want to get an actor and a ballet dancer on the show. Actually, that's my next. That's my that's my next. That'd
0: thing. be a really interesting comparison, actually. I mean. How did you how did you come to be interested in in, in that kind of um, issue? Because I mean, obviously, you're a musician and a, a producer, but your your podcast, as I said, is is all about kind of like mental health and music industry. So how did how did that come about?
5: Well, because I work in the music industry, it was quite easy for me to go. Okay, I'm feeling anxious about this, this, and this. Why mm. am I doing that? Maybe I need to, you know, like those times where you're watching um, a film on a Sunday afternoon and you think I should be doing something more creative now I just feel like I need to be constantly more creative and I was thinking why am I why am I anxious all the time about this is it the industry that's making me anxious is it you know because sometimes it's the it's the best industry in the world and most of the time it's a great job to work in and but there's just those bits those financial bits and those self-doubt bits that you just overthink and Mm. you kind of get into your own head a little bit and that's the part that I was like, okay, why am I feeling like this? Is there other people that feel like this? And then other people reached out and said, I'm feeling a bit like this. And I was like, oh, maybe I should start a podcast. And then I spoke to my mate, a guy called Joe, who uh, he, he he does his own podcast, but it's about it's about horror films. And uh, it's a great little podcast, actually. And uh, he said, well, what are you going to call it? And I said, i got no idea. And he said, call it the Stage Fright podcast. And I was like, that is the best name <laughs> you know when someone comes up with a name
0: straight yeah, away no, that, you go i and i was like that is perfect <laughs> that is an absolutely good <laughs> yeah. I Um our podcast name, is the ADS records podcast So not nearly as creative um yeah, it's a to the stage now. You got your brand there well that, that's that's the thing and because you've been going for so long part of me is like i just feel too uh too committed to the name to, to change it but actually maybe hmm. we should um well, no, i know, not quite
5: like it it's the you know it sort of st- stays with your with your brand um yeah yeah I, th- I, I think it's one of those things i've sort of realized the older i get the more i realized you just can't overthink things like i had no idea how to start a podcast when i started no idea at all i just thought you know what i'll just record my mates and then see what happens and then i had to find out about um things like Acast and stuff who help you put it online and doing all that kind of stuff and all the a- analytics behind it. And I was like, oh, I've got no idea about any of this. And then I'm um, like, okay, who
0: who's paying for this? No one. Oh, it's me. Oh, I've got to yeah, do that's,
1: Okay, great. <laughs> that's
0: exactly it, right? Yeah. Um, well, I've, I've been doing a little sort of research and stuff about um, you know mental health and music industry. Um, I mean, some of the statistics out there are really quite, uh, quite stark. Obviously, it's a, it's a big problem in the industry at the moment um but i i mean i have a few a few doubts a few a few questions i suppose i wanted to put them to you like you've got more kind of experience talking to people in this field so you you might have something um sort of use, useful to share but i mean do you want to give us maybe uh an overview from your perspective what what the mental health landscape looks like in the music industry like it, uh, how big is it a really big problem um and how do you think we've got here
5: i think everyone who does something creative struggles with some sort of mental health issue um or Mm. lives with a mental health issue um and it's up to the individual how they overcome that whether they go to therapy whether they talk to friends whether they start a podcast uh so and i think what i've come down what i've sort of um ascertained from the guests that i've had on a lot of it is to do with financial Um, you know they don't know when the next paycheck's coming in because i could do a, a a week's work and go great I earn a hundred quid that week. Amazing. And then I think, right, what have I got to do next week? Oh shit, I've got nothing on next week. Um, okay, okay, why is no one hiring me to do stuff? Oh, why is this guy getting hired on Instagram and I'm not? Okay. Is it because he's better looking than me? Okay, great. And then that's the and then that leads on to my next thing where the self-doubt comes in. Okay, why aren't people hiring me? Why what's wrong with me? am I not good enough as a player? Um am i not uh likable enough to sit on a tour bus with so it's, it's all those kind of things it's sort of self-doubt and money issues kind of you know they they, they end up merging into one
0: yeah I, I think there's something about being your own boss actually that can be liberating but also quite um, anxiety feeling as well i mean i remember um quite a few years ago i was a stay-at-home dad which is, is an amazing job however mm. when my little girl went went to school and, um, I, I basically, I didn't have any financial worries at that point. And yeah, I remember feeling very anxious because I was like, I have all this time alone in the house. Oh crap. I, I better, I better learn two languages. I better finish my novel. I better like, yeah. You no, know, God forbid I sit down and actually watch, watch some telly that I like yeah. that'd be failing. Right because you know, the next then-
5: person is doing that and i'm not doing it so i'm going to be one step behind so yeah. okay i can't sit and watch harry potter i've got a uh, write another you know radio jingle just in case someone wants a radio jingle for next week and you know i need yeah. to always feel like i'm one step ahead and yeah that goes back to because you're your own boss you're not just a musician anymore you're a musician you're a social media manager you are a networking you know people pleaser you are a an accountant you know, you end up yeah. being your own accountant because you can't afford an accountant. So you kind of got to do it yourself and get tips off other, other musicians that are doing the same thing. You've got to be your own driver. You've got to take care of your own gear, which is another reason why the um, guitar setup stuff came in. Because I thought, well, if someone's going to hire me, they're getting a guitar player, a Ryan Reynolds lookalike, and a <laughs> a guitar yeah, luthier yeah. who can set up all the guitars on the tour all in, all in the same price. So that's another reason why I kind of added more strings to my bow because I just didn't... Yeah. I mean taking a day off it? for me is yeah the competition is is tough um the competition you know that obviously goes towards the self-doubt and why are they hiring that guy when they could hire me much cheaper oh it's because he's better and he you know he's done the gig before and all that kind of stuff and um sorry I was just gonna I was thinking about something then and then I completely forgot what I was talking about but yeah it's that's um right that's what editing's yeah, for yeah. <laughs> really, yeah if this bit made it in it didn't go well
0: <laughs> oh i'm definitely keeping it there
5: yeah great great definitely yeah i don't care um yeah i think uh it b- because you are a one man operation you know or a one person operation um then you put so much pressure on yourself to do all yeah. these jobs and not only to do to do these jobs to do them all well you don't want to yeah. do anything mm-hmm. half fast ar- or you feel like you can't do anything half fast.
0: Well, you know, I was um, I'm putting putting my math hat on. Um, there, there are some sort of um, you know data available on this. So there was some research conducted by Music Minds Matter, um, and there was there was another study put on by Record Union, who are a Swedish um, group, and there's another quite big one put on in the US as well. And no matter which study or which which piece of research you look look to, um, the best case scenario is that people in the music industry seem to be three times more likely from um, depression for example than people not in the music mm. industry um wow yeah it, is that just quite,
5: music or is that is that sort of most are we saying music is like all creative arts like actors and well, I, sound engineers and that kind of thing
0: this doesn't or is uh, it just the music thing it's just the mu- well yes and no i mean this these particular pieces of research were focused purely on the music industry um, that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that people in the music industry suffer more depression than ballet dancers or actors. Um, it, it's it's just, it looked at music industry people and compared them to the rest of the population. Um, yeah, okay. Who, I mean, I, I guess a tiny proportion of the rest of the population would be actors, but by and large, you know, it, um, that, that was a thing. I mean, one of them actually was... Um, one of the one of one of the research pieces was conducted by help musicians in usa um and they were set up when um chester bennington died if you remember um mm-hmm. yeah that yeah, was
5: wow what a big blow to music that was that was it was. That, was that was the one that that was the one that made me think oh it could be anyone It it could be anyone you know it's not just like old actors old musicians like passing away it could be someone that's how old was he when he died he must have been probably about my age now 30, probably yeah yeah i mean
0: oh,
1: yeah
0: but yeah that that hit me as well because I, I was really really heavily into linkin park when i was growing up they were like mm. they you know they were like music is your rock sometimes right so then
5: yeah they uh, were my first big band they were my first proper real band you know yeah that's done
0: i was uh, as as Bad as that looks on but that that is bad and and I think um you know it's it's really good to talk about the causes and what maybe we can do about that. But mm. a little bit of doubt creeped into my mind because I realized that the music industry, as we know is is very much male dominated. Um, mm-hmm. And you know I, I guess this this isn't quite the episode to talk about the ways or whys or how that came to be or blah blah blah. but we know statistically that you know the, the, you know the majority of people work in music industry, there's more males than females. We also yeah. know that in the general population at large, for again, for whatever reason, males are more likely at the moment to, far, far more likely to commit suicide and, and more likely to suffer from mental health problems in general um, than than females. Yeah. So when you put those two, two things together, the question comes to mind, is it the music industry that's causing these problems or is it just because there's so many males and males are, for whatever reason, already more prone to mental health problems anyway and that's why um you know musicians are more likely to be depressed than, than other people
5: yeah i think um you know i'm not i'm not obviously talking about all males here but um as a, a boy you're kind of grown up to kind of keep your feelings in you know stiff up a lip and all that mm. kind of stuff and especially being english as well that's the kind of you know that you know, a double generations whammy, right? have taught you it's a double whammy you know but, you know just get on with it shut up and get on with it you know my my dad's got that attitude of like ah it'd be all right just get on with it like you know he doesn't talk about anything and i think like i've kind of grown up with that kind of you know my sister's very open and my sister and my mum yeah. talk about talk, talk all the time but i never i never really feel like I want to like burden someone, you know, so I, That's exactly I started it. a podcast <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, so I just chuck it on a podcast and then they have to listen to it <laughs> you know, we're at their own leisure. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I think there's this, there was, you know, there, it's getting a lot better and there was this stigma of um, don't talk about it. Just get on with it. You know, you're, you're a man, you're supposed to be a man. You're not supposed to talk about, you know, feelings. You're supposed to just get on with it. And that obviously bottles up over time. Like, you know, a, a mm. can of, coke you know it's just going to get worse and worse and then as soon as eventually it's just gonna boom,
0: i think it's you know? yeah it's, it's a complicated one because i mean it, it does it annoys me a little bit when people are like uh oh, males don't talk about their feelings because they're proud it's that male male ego male pride because i just yeah. it, it, that feels a little bit insulting because a lot of the time it's not pride like we're above feelings it's uh, I, like you said before it's like uh, that feeling of guilt and like not wanting to burden people feeling like, like you know embarrassed not, in, almost yeah, like you're not, you're not, you're not worthy to have feelings. It's not, it's not your job to have feelings. It's your job to yeah. support other people having feelings. You know.
5: Yeah, exactly. You're the breadwinner. You're supposed to bring home the bacon, and you know.
0: Yeah, um, and there's a balance, isn't yeah. there? Like, obviously, you know, being being able to sort of put your feelings aside and get on with it is. It's not a way to live. It's 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 a necessary tool in the bag, and no matter what gender you are, like there are days where you don't want to go yeah. into work, but you just have to go into work, right? Like, that's always yeah. going to be true, but it's. It's being able to sense that when that when that pressure is getting a bit bit much and things are getting a bit bad, it's like okay, now we need to we need to step back a bit now and we need, need to, do to do a little bit of it, yeah. exactly yeah. You can't Self-care. just keep because it is car. hard.
5: Yeah, 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 and especially when you've got a job where, <clears throat> like with the guitar setup stuff, like from a personal point of view, with the guitar setup stuff, I can I'm on my own and I can just get on with it. I stuck I stick on a podcast and I will just tinker away a guitar and I'll just you know get on with it. When you're producing a band. Or when you have to be on stage, you know, in front of a, a, a festival of people that are having the best time of their lives, and you've got to look like you're having the best time in your of your life. Whereas inside, you're you're worrying about um, money issues, or you know, or, mm. you know, relationship issues, or whatever, um, house issues, that kind of thing. I remember I was doing a tour once with a uh, Australian girl, and we were in Holland. Yeah, mm. we were in um, Oss in Holland, and I got off stage. It was one of the nicest gigs I've ever played. Uh, There's an artist called Emma Swift. She's lovely. I got off stage, went back to the dressing room and probably about 30 seconds after I was in the dressing room, I had a call from my wife going, there's a massive leak in our kitchen now, by the way. It's like flooding through. And I was like, oh my God. And that sort of now you know if i knew that before i went on stage i'd still have to go on stage and be all smiley and be all yeah. like yeah come on let's uh you know so let's, uh, let's, God let's God get, you get this party it. started you know so yeah it's yeah it's like well I, I yeah i could have just gone well i'm in os in holland so see ya bye <laughs> yeah
6: <laughs>
5: but wow. yeah it's where you know you've got to put on a brave face yeah
0: there's
1: no prisoners is there? really not yeah um,
0: yeah okay so um I'm gonna take a take a quick break. We're gonna to listen to a a song. Um I'll I'll come off and, and tell the listeners about that. Um and then we'll come back in a moment. Just before I uh press play on that though, do you have any thoughts on the whole TikTok and Universe Moose Group thing that's going on at the moment? Oh
5: my god, yeah. I read a little bit about it. Um it's quite interesting. Yeah. Uh I think do you want my opinion now you're going to play the song and then we'll come back to it we'll leave nah, we'll
0: like, we'll have your, you'll have your opinion now and we can talk more about okay. um, depression on uh, the other side
5: yeah cool so yeah I th- so i guess for anyone listening who doesn't know uh, umg of have, they haven't re-licensed or well, tiktok haven't got the license now for umg artists and mm. that's artists like ariana grande drake yeah, Taylor swift, Taylor swift.
3: Yeah.
5: bad bunny i think bad bunny's on them massive artists and all those songs are just going to be taken off tiktok um i kind of think aren't these artists making a lot of money on off this app anyway yeah surely that's surely that's a bad thing for both things right tiktok's the biggest social media platform at the minute i think they should just sort of run with it really um just keep it on there like how much money is is taylor swift making from her music being on tiktok i mean I, I don't actually know the answer to that question but it must be you
0: know 40 quid at least <laughs> you know it must be, it must be <laughs> <quite a bit. laughs> yeah. well i don't know like I, i've i mean you and g obviously are accusing tiktok of, of underpaying thinking that you know oh they'll never pull out but I, I don't know the ins and outs of it i think mm. um i guess one of the things that highlights is the lack of agency musicians have because i mean you haven't really got a choice if you're a musician you've got to be on tiktok right um
5: yeah you've got to be you've got to be that social media guy you've got to be that social media girl you've got to be that social media person that can just spout off um videos left right and center and use all your music yeah. as the as the um as the sounds you know sounds are a big thing aren't they but i think it uh, really, you
0: know, really got me actually is like even all the way at the top you look at taylor swift and and um ed Sheeran. i know that ed Sheeran's not not part of the same thing but uh, but you look at those really, really big people and they're really really active on social media and you think is that because they just like doing that or is that because no matter how successful you get you're always going to be a skinny tiktok yeah. and i think
5: for an artist say i was going to release a song right i'd mm. i'd have to do like some sort of campaign and just put out certain videos every every few days or whatever but once you get to someone like drake's level he could just release an album tonight and it would go to number 1 you, you know just with his fans yeah. buying it so it needs it it definitely social media definitely works D- there's different rules for different um uh statuses of artists if and you get yet me.
0: they are really active on social media it's like i can't mm. unless they all love social media you know
5: yeah unless they love doing it like i've you know when i'm going through like a, a bad spell i the last thing i want to do is make one of my funny you know jack black videos do you know what i mean it's it, yeah. that's the last yeah, thing so. i want to think about doing i just want to curl up in bed and watch board game reviews that's all. I- <laughs>
0: Cutting in here to bring you George Crouch's piano version of his amazing single, Never Really Gone. Something something nice and reflective to uh, reflect on the, the conversation that we're having. I hope you enjoy it.
4: Pulling back the curtains, it's about time. Promises I made I should put right But if I shine light onto what's bad I can see it for what it is, oh If I aim low and I fall down Will it hurt less? Cause a heart that breaks is a heart still beating It's a heart that you left bleeding on oh my love where have you gone? I'm holding on. You're never really gone.
1: Oh, you're never really gone.
4: Calling out your name for the last time. You never leave when you were mine But now you've sailed away and I don't know why Turn back the clocks, we need more time Cause a heart that breaks is a heart still beating It's a heart that you left bleeding, oh my love Where have you gone? I'm holding on You're never really gone
1: You're never really gone
4: And when I said those words, you're a man that maybe I should mention Cause you left me here alone You used to say forever, but maybe it's better You will always be
1: my home
4: Cause a heart that breaks is a heart still beating It's a heart that needs some healing Oh my love, where have you gone? Still holding on cause a heart that breaks is a heart still beating it's a heart that started healing oh my love where have you gone i'm still holding on your
0: I'm back on the line with Dan Parkinson from stage Right uh, podcast amongst uh, hey. a whole load of other things. And, um, <laughs> great. Yeah. Let's, let, let's, let's carry on.
5: Yeah. Um, one, of, one of the things with, uh, sort of posting social media stuff, being that person mm. that posts social media stuff, there's a girl called Mary Spender on YouTube and she goes, she, she's got this video about how to, how much money she's made on each video. And yeah. she's, She puts up this video and it's got like 7.2 million views or whatever. And she shows you, yep, I made £7,000 on this video. Again, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I made £7,000 on this video. Um, I've done a a review of a guitar which got 40 million views and I've made £40,000, you know, from that video. And then she said, I made this one video that's had, you know, over, over, you know, in the millions of views. Mm. And it got demonetized because I was playing my own song on it. And yeah. YouTube's algorithm just took just just heard it. You know, it's an algorithm. It's not a it's not it's an AI, isn't it? It's not a yeah, human. And they just hear the song and go, You haven't got permission to use that song. And she's like, Well, it is my song. So she worked out, you know, she should have she would have made an extra, you know, three or four grand on that song on that video, but YouTube demonetized it. So all that hard work, yeah, and you don't realize until the last minute <clears throat> You don't realise until the last minute when you upload it and they say, oh, uh, by the way, you can't monetize this. So you've put, you know, hundreds of hours into all this work for YouTube to go, we're not going to pay you for that. I used to do this thing called Dan's TV Jams. You can still find it on YouTube and Instagram, Dan's TV Jams. And I just used to recreate old TV theme tunes. Like, yeah, go check it out. Um, I just used to recreate old TV theme tunes like um, Scooby-Doo, Ren and Stimpy, power rangers you know all pinky the big the pokemon all the big ones sorry pinky in the brain no i didn't do pinky in the brain oh, wow. i did do yeah i did ren and stimpy and log from okay. ren and stimpy okay we'll it's, log, it. it's like yeah i did that um yeah, pink in the brain's a great one that's a great shout i did sabrina the teenage witch all that kind of stuff I every remember video oh, yes yeah, wow. sabrina mate it's a mate some of them are great buffy buffy's the best theme tune it was I so but, well good.
0: that's already rock um, isn't
1: it
5: yeah, it's already... A, and then I play all the instruments on it. So that sort of ended up actually acting as my CV. So during... um It was just like sort of around the COVID time. It sort of, one, gave me something to do. Got got me to the studio because I wanted to put one out every week. Again, adding the pressure on myself. You know, cool. I've said... I've told people now I'm going to put out one a week. So I have to do it. So, um, mm. uh, but yeah, every video I put up on YouTube got demonetized. So I put, let's say... I learn quite quick, to be fair. So let's say I put an hour into learning all the instrument, all the parts of the of the theme tune, and then it takes me four or five hours to record the song, and then another four or five hours to record and edit the video, put it all together. Um, so that's you know it's a good day's work, a solid you know ten hour day work. Then you put it up on YouTube, demonetized. So you think, okay, what? And not what the What's the point of it? Because I enjoy doing it, and it sort of acted as my, as my CV. But you sort of think, well how are hmm. other people getting away with this? How are other people doing this? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's other things on there that, that are seemingly raking in the money. Like, how, how, how do people do it? And then it just goes back to being a musician, putting that pressure on yourself. Because you just go to money straight away, don't you? You think, oh, well, that person's making 40 grand a year, so they're doing better than me. Oh, well, I'm only earning seven grand a year, so yeah. I'm not doing as well as this next person. And you just put well, so much pressure on yourself as a creative.
0: We do. I mean, I, I think... Um we've got a pretty pretty clear picture that, that, that things are really not easy in the music industry and it's rife with mental health issues and, and and um things that cause mental health issues. Um what what can people do about it? Like is there any light at the end of the tunnel or is it is is this whole thing inevitable? Um again, I think it's the same thing
5: as um everyone knows McDonald's is bad for you. Everyone knows that, right? But people still go and buy it. They're still one of the biggest companies in the world. People are still mm-hmm. buying it. It's not McDonald's fault, you know. But they've, you know, people have come out and told you is this is bad for you. You know, if you keep eating this, you, you know, you will get some serious health problems. People keep going and buying it, so it's kind of, you know, is it the music industry's fault that is doing this, or is it the fault of social media and the pressures that we put ourselves under, looking at other social media accounts and looking yeah. at what other people are doing? I just keep, I keep going back to that because I think because I'm sort of maybe realising it myself that I just put so much pressure on myself. And like I've just said a minute ago, you know, I've, I've put out a post saying I'm going to make a new uh, TV theme tune every week for the next 10 years, right? <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then I think, right, and it gets to Wednesday of that week and I go, oh, I haven't done it yet. Oh my God, right, everyone's going to hate me. Oh my God, I haven't done it. Like, oh, how could I let this slip? Blah blah. blah. But yeah. life gets in the way. I think a lot of it, you need to talk to people, like talking to people and sort of, realizing that life happens anyway you know and you you, yeah. you can't put it's hard for me to say because i'm working in the music industry but the music industry is sort of one of the hardest things to work in
0: it can be not I, only I, to get in i think it's very, it's very easy to to make lots of commitments in a, in a sort of a, a, a fit of good feeling and, uh, and positivity and then you know you mm. wake up in the cold light of day and you're like what, what, what have i done what have I done? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, there's, yeah, it, it does. Sometimes it does seem like an like a economic inevitability. Like, for example, like the, the people who are successful in the music industry are often are often successful precisely because they've got very poor mental health habits, you know, because mm. they, they, you know, they've driven themselves into the ground and, you know, and you can make time for yourself and, and you can not do that. But then I guess the fear is you get out competed by someone who is driving themselves into the ground. And you might mm. outlast that person, but then there'll be a fresherman doing the same thing. It's, it's an endless carousel of, yeah. of, of of people waiting to out compete you and work, work harder. And-,
5: and is that people? Is that people being more interested in the darker elements of life? You know, if you're not a musician, you've just got what I'd call a normal job, a normal kind of life, mm. and you're quite you know content in what you do and stuff. Yeah, is that? Yeah, with boundaries is a good one. Is that you know? Is it more appealing to watch someone sort of self-deprecate? Um, as opposed to someone who's just like, la-di-da-di-da, yeah, I'm, I've am i got the best life because I do this, this, and this, you know. Is that less interesting than watching, you know, listening to a Nick Cave record, for instance, who's, yeah. you know, he's had a horrible kind of last few years with his son and stuff, so his mental health must have been, you know, up and down with him and his family the whole time. So, you know, to people listening, is that, is that just because it's more interesting to watch someone else sort of self-deprecate
0: I don't know yeah possibly I, I, I guess um, if you overwork yourself you get more done and then you out compete as part of it unfortunately yeah. I think part, part of the problem is right I mean I mean, uh, there's a lot of mental health sort of hygiene advice out there that I, I think is fairly well known about but it's good advice let me just I'm, I'm not, I'm not minimising it I, I think I try and follow a lot of it myself like you know mm-hmm. trying not to do screens after a certain time trying to look after sleep trying to eat well do, getting some exercise yeah. and making time for yourself all, the, all this kind of stuff um you know is is very very valid um obviously you know it can quickly go by the wayside if you've got this like, i haven't got time for that i gotta succeed i gotta succeed i think hmm. one of the issues is um with a lot of people but especially in the music industry we you know we, we do these things to ourselves to succeed but we don't know what success actually is like what does our ideal life yeah. even look like rather than just being bigger and better like because people, people say, oh, you're looking in music, you, you should be happy. Like, it's a commandment.
5: But. Yeah. Or stand-up comedy. Stand, stand-up stand comedians. Oh, they must be the right laugh to be around. But, like, you know, stand-up comedians are some of the most, oh, I don't like using this word, but the most sort of depressed people around there. And they kind oh, of, you know, like I been, believe that, yeah. I, I've been reading um, Jimmy Carr's book, and I don't know what you feel about Jimmy Carr. I think he's a good, I think he's, you know, he's an yeah, he's, right. all right comedian. I remember him. He's all right yeah and um he's all right and um but he said he grew up and his dad left so he kind of just he felt that his role was to make his mum laugh so that's how he mm. kind of became funny but he's then neglecting his own you know is, his it, is own this uh jim you're talking about it? uh no jimmy carr
0: oh because jim, jim uh jim keery's got a very very similar background oh really yeah he he started ah. to become funny to because his mum had problems and then he had all sorts of mental health problems himself and very, yeah very very similar
5: oh wow that's yeah that's interesting again two mm. two of the you know funniest you know um men on the planet they've got yeah. quite dark backgrounds
0: yeah i mean yeah definitely there is there is that part of it isn't there that you know um if you if you're if you're not doing just a normal nine to five job it's probably because you feel like you need to achieve something um, or you need yeah. to, you need other people to see that, you know, that, that you're, you're worthy somehow that, you know, or actually you're worth being remembered or you're worth, you're worth, I don't know, taking seriously or you're, you're worth affection, yeah. you're worth, whatever it might be. Um, so yeah. and Yeah. No, you're wrong.
5: I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I think because of our need to be, um, to, to be doing stuff and be remembered. We constantly kind of forget what we've done. I remember getting to the end of last year and I said to, I can't remember who I, I said to my best mate, I can't really remember what I've done this year. Like, what have I actually achieved this year? And he looked at me and he went, mate, you started a podcast. You played the London Palladium. You did this, you did that. You know, you you were on ITV. You, you you know, you were on Love Island. Like, <laughs> And you go... Oh yeah. And I think it's because yeah, as yeah. as creatives, you you want to just like keep going for the next thing. There yeah. was a, there's a thing where I was playing Brixton Academy, right? I did, I was on tour with a band called Incubus and <clears throat> I was playing Brixton Academy two nights in a row. And on the first night, my friends and family were there. It was the best night. I can't, couldn't wait. Like it was, you know, was, what an iconic venue, what a great gig. The second night we went out on stage and before in the green room, me and the drummer had been talking about this, um, Uh, pastry shop in France that was next to the venue that we were going to the next day right and I was on stage same venue like you know three and a half thousand people whatever Brixton Academy second night and I was just thinking I can't wait to get to France tomorrow because uh, that pastry shop's going to be great like it's got some great reviews like it's it's all vegan it's like going to be amazing and that's not in like an arrogant way it's not like oh I've done it now I'm on to the next thing it's like okay cool what next like what can I do now so we were playing a, a, a place called Paris Olympia um which is another iconic amazing venue but I was just constantly thinking right what next what's on to the next thing
0: I think one one of the things that occurred to me, and I guess I'm sort of saying this um almost to my past self as much as to, to anyone else who mm. might be listening. But I think sometimes you've um what we avoid doing is, is sort of staring the demon in the face because Yeah. If you ask um you ask any sort of high schooler or whatever who's just starting their first band or just, just learn to play guitar and you ask them, Oh, you know, what what would it mean like what, what would it mean to to have success in the music industry? And maybe some of them will tell you I want to Play Clash and and be the world's biggest band, but I think a lot of them, um, or especially people who are like leaving university and just, just sort of starting out, be like, what well, if I can pay my bills by doing music, and not have to get a nine to five, and and you know, oh, and, and if I can get to a stage where I'm 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 paying my bills, and I've got enough to eat, yeah, but I you know, and I'm not overworking. That that's real success right there, yeah. And I think a lot of people get to that stage, but they don't feel like they've succeeded. There's always another rung to the ladder. There's always like, okay, well, I I could actually sustain myself quite happily doing nine till three and a few and a few sort of evenings whatever Monday to Friday whatever it might be but if I want to be really big if I want to get if I want to get bigger then I have to do xyz and overwork myself and get to that stage And you've got to ask yourself well well, why what do you what what does happiness for you actually actually look like and and if you have achieved a bunch of stuff at the end of the year and you're still not feeling good but maybe it's not, not maybe the it's achieving, it's right,
5: the thing. Yeah, maybe it's not the right career for you, you know. Um, I was in quite, I was in a band uh, years ago called Kids Can't Fly, and they were quite well-known, you know. We toured a lot, you know, we toured three or four times a year, like proper tours, um, you know, sleeping on people's floors and that kind of thing. But we were selling out shows, and at the end of it, we were coming out and none of us had money. You know, we were like 24, 25 um, you know living with our parents and paying them you know 60 pound a month because that's what we could you know afford and they were really supportive like you know yeah you can yeah we, you know we support you doing music and stuff but it's just inside you feel like right when does this sort of end and then it got to a point where yeah. you have to spend to make it big 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 you need to spend big money on PR it got to the point where we were spending a couple of grand on recordings you know a grand or so on PR and then it goes right okay now you need to spend 15 grand to you know get yourself in on the cover of you know some small uh rock magazine oh and yeah. then you need to spend another you know eight grand to do a music video and it just become, become quite expensive and then the drummer decided actually i kind of want to go off and have a family and then the singer was like yeah, i want to go off and i want to be a joiner i want to do some work with wood and that kind of stuff and one of them is a tattoo artist now and um yeah the uh, sax player went off to, to do um work for a promotions company and you know it's just the sort of where your priorities are um you kind of need to work that out for yourself there's no youtube video that's going to tell you where your own priorities lie it's just what you want to do some people yeah, want to stay it's internal yeah it's just an internal thing you know you can't you, you can't tell someone else what to do and the hardest part of it as well is if if you're the one person in the band that really believes and they want to carry on but the rest of the band are going i kind of want to go off and do something else then then you start thinking that's probably where it starts you know when that, that sort of um, thing happens, and you sort of look at yourself and you go, "Okay, why don't these guys want to be in a band with me? Why don't they want to be in a band? Is it me? Why am I shit? Am I too shit?" And can I, I didn't actually ask at the start of this. Can I swear on this? Thing? <laughs> oh my gosh, I yeah, feel bad yeah. I Okay, yeah, is it me? Am I, I'm feeling bad about this. You know, am I, am I a terrible musician? Blah, blah blah. But no, it's just other people don't have That's the same the priorities that you've got. So um, mm. you just beat yourself up over over sort of nothing really. And I think I ask the same. Few questions on the end of my podcast, and one of them is, you know, what would you tell your younger self to these uh, to these yeah. guests? And I have some great answers, but like for my my one would be like, don't overthink it. You know, don't overthink mm. it. Just okay, get on to the next thing. Don't overthink. Yeah. Don't sweat the small stuff.
1: Yeah,
5: I mean that's really hard to say because I do overthink. I overthink everything, but I'm trying not to. <laughs>
0: so here's a couple of questions then what what would your i mean obviously you love working in the music or you, you do work in the music industry you're uh, you're in, in deep now yeah what, yes what what would personally for you what what would success look like in terms of a what would what would your your day or your week look like what would you be doing and how much money roughly I haven't am me the exact number but at what level of wealth do you feel that you would need to be like actually that's fine I don't need anymore i think
5: if because I rent a studio, so I'd have to pay for that. I'm obviously, my mortgage on my house. Mm. I don't have kids, um, and I think if I was, if I had something like three guitars to set up a week, um, a radio jingle or two to do every month, and then I I produced three or four bands a month that were doing EPs, you know, proper big production EPs. I think I feel. Quite content and quite settled. I think for me, it's the up and down at the minute. That, um, Mm. I mean, it's a new year, like January, February is all you know, people are a bit tighter with money, that kind of thing. So that's sort of you've got to take things like that into account. But I think for me to feel a hundred percent content, I'd need to be constantly working, which isn't a good thing. Like, you know, that's not, you know, you don't want to work seven days a week, you know, 25, Mm. 25 hours a day. That would be amazing. Um, you don't you know you don't want to work 20 hours a day seven days a week you know you, no, no, you need, you need that rest time if mm-hmm. i could have two days off and feel happy that I've ha- i'm having time off i'd feel like okay i'm feeling a bit content now whereas at the minute whenever i have time off um i always feel like i have to be doing something i have to be yeah You're like,
0: Oh, what am i doing how dare i have time off oh yeah, my how god I, yeah yeah yeah,
5: yeah doesn't I, have time off
0: <laughs> yeah i um i can relate to that very much so Yeah. And I think, yeah,
5: if I was, if I was taking home 400 quid a week, I'd be happy. Do you know what I mean? It's that Mm. kind of, um, I just need enough to be able to pay off to keep, to be sustainable. Really. I don't, you know, my, my car's fine all my equipment's fine. It's all work. It all works. You know what I mean? I don't need to drive around in a Ferrari. Do you know what I mean? I don't need any of that kind of stuff. I don't need, um, the latest phone don't care about any of that stuff i what i like is being able to turn up to the studio every day open the door and go oh shit this is mine i have to this is cool this is this is all my work this is this is all my doing
0: and i forget that every now and again it's very easy to forget it when, you, mm. when you're doing it every day
5: because my studio is really nice looking i don't know if you've seen pictures but it's got like big beams it's like a nice like cozy kind of room it's quite big
0: yeah i have do you know what one of our artists wait wade, wade Merritt, was, was with? oh yeah you yeah, yeah. wade
5: wade's oh, wade's great wade's really yeah, he, good
0: he's a, he's a very sort of calming character isn't he yeah
5: he's so lovely just to like sit around you know just sit uh, in front of a computer with and go right so what sound should we go for and he's like um hmm. I'm thinking this kind of vibe, and just the way he talks, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I could just listen to him.
0: <laughs> well, he, he, he came back with, uh, well, you you will soon, he's got a single coming out, but um, yeah, he, as you know,
1: as I know, uh, yeah. but
0: he, he came back with rave reviews of you. He was like, oh, I, I really like that producer. I want to use that guy again. Oh, and great. Part of that was a, because he he felt that you understood his sound, but also um, with what you were saying, the, the vibe of your studio with the beams and everything. I think some something, something about that worked for him.
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like just quickly going back to that, I just I forget that every now and again, and it's not until I get a new artist walk through the door and go, "Oh my god, oh wow, this is great!" Like and the it's it's got nice lighting and it's got plants and all that kind of stuff. I've always had this ethos of like a studio should be thirty percent gear and seventy percent rugs, lamps, (laughs) plants. I'll
0: buy it. I'll buy it. Um. Okay, cool. I mean, this has been really great. There's a few things like little bits, mobs uh, to sort of. Mm, touch on before before yep. we go. Um, one of them was. Ooh, do you have any thoughts about uh music? I know you're not a music therapist or anything like that, but mm. but as have you crossed paths with that that kind of world and the, you know music therapy and?
5: No, the... I haven't actually. Um, okay. Apart from you know, I've I've written some relaxations for some um companies and the actual physical art of making relaxation music um is quite stressful. Weirdly, it's quite a stressful um things you because you have got to make 30 minutes you know of music you know like mm. uh sleep things that people listen to when they go to sleep like yeah. oh, relax your body all that kind of stuff so the music you have to write for that has got to be 20 30 minutes long and there's only yeah. so long you can hold a chord on a piano before you start thinking is this boring for people when that's not the sort of music it's aiming for is it you know you hold a an A7 chord or an Asus2 chord sorry is the favorite Asus2 chord for 7 minutes Like no one's listening to your music; they're just listening to the whole the thing as a as a as a piece. Do you know what I mean? So
0: yeah, it's a very different purpose, isn't it? Yeah, it's very different. You have to get. It's it's just not your chorus in by thirty seconds. Yeah, it's not a TikTok (laughs) edit. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. But I didn't really get into it until Mm. I started. um what Was that that Lo-Fi Girl channel from YouTube? Oh yeah, on, on the news. Yeah, that's great. It is, and I got addicted to that. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. It's so nice. Yeah. And if someone told me that our oh, lo-fi trip-hop beats and it's relaxing, it's like, that's an oxymoron, isn't it? Like, I don't understand. But yeah. then when you listen to it, you're like, this is great.
5: Yeah. And it's some sometimes when it's like a cover of uh, a popular song, but it's done mm. in like a lo-fi way, you, you kind of, you get into it more because you recognize it. You're like, oh, that's that um, B.B. Rexha song. Yeah, I know that song. <laughs> you
0: know? Uh, well, there's, there's a um, there's an artist called Chill Astronaut that did um, a, whole, a whole cover of the entire like Lord of the Rings soundtrack oh, no um, in, in lo-fi and it's actually really good wow. it's actually really good that's an epic <laughs> yeah I mean sometimes you get some gems don't you like I've um there's one called Snow in April by I can't remember it was by Tony and Alexander I think think so and it just has this like amazing potency to it that like if I'm feeling like really really stressed and that co- especially if it comes on my shuffle but if that comes on it's just like this instant sedation like I've just been injected it's like ah uh,
5: yeah and that's your that's that's your sort of medicine i guess for it
0: that's that's my personal medicine yeah yeah i guess
5: mine is um mine's uh board game reviews and because i'm really into board games so i will curl up in bed or curl up on the sofa and just watch a hour long you know three three people talking about the latest board games that are coming out and i just quite enjoy it and i and i think there's also a massive stigma around um playing video games do you think so still i think uh, yeah I, I do think so it's like especially when you're in your 30s and you're still playing call of duty at night uh, yeah that's true and people are going well you know sort of grow up but for me playing some playing video games as well is um it's just my way of escaping you know it's that's my you know my wife would go to bed at half eight <laughs> not quite that hmm. early <laughs> she goes bed quite early and i'm kind of up on my own just with my own thoughts so i'll go i'm just going to put the playstation on and sit and play you know the last of us or call of duty for a couple of hours and i think that's fine you know if that's how you kind of escape that's there should be no it doesn't really matter doesn't it? yeah, yeah it doesn't do you know, matter do you
0: know what this is an interesting stigma because i got accused of um i was playing some video games and, and it's like oh, i just sitting around playing computer games and I said, mm. "Okay, if you, if you'd have came in and, and you'd have seen me reading a book, would you have felt differently?" And everyone, "Yeah." They yeah. would be like, "Well, why?" I'm not producing yeah. anything when I'm reading a book. It's,
5: yeah, yeah. At least like a video game, I'm still using my brain to think, and I think that's what's what I quite like about it. If I'm reading, I don't you know. I read occasionally. I'm I'm not hmm. a massive reader. Um, I kind of. I'll read a bit and then get bored and then come back to it two months later and carry on. But when I'm playing a video game, it's like I'm using. I'm, I still feel like I'm doing something. I still feel like I'm using my brain. The same. The same feeling I get reading a book is when I'm watching mm. a film. Uh, some. I really, really have to be in the mood to watch a film. Mm. Um, if if someone says, "Do you want to watch this? Do you want to watch?" lord of the rings six or whatever um, and i'll go how long is it <laughs> i'll go how long is it and they'll go five hours and i'll go well definitely not if it's over an hour and 20 minutes i'm not interested i really because I, I, I can't sit still not like i can't sit still but i get
0: bored. yeah, yeah. You, you spend a lot of your time working uh, working with music listening to music I, i'm curious actually because you spend more time listening to music than i do probably does um does working with music so much blunt music's ability to affect you do you get affected by music less because you work with someone
5: um i wouldn't say uh it still affects me there's um a couple of artists that you know i can't listen to when i'm away from home because i you know i well up you know it, it still really affects me that mm. way um but i think it is harder for me to find an artist that really connects with me the last time um whenever you get that feeling you know when you hear a song for the first time and you go what is this i have to know everything about this artist yeah, like right yeah. now the last time that happened to me was when i was i was still working at the sound company something about six seven years ago interesting in cave.
0: it's um, hard to know if that's an age thing or or a music industry thing. yeah
5: or yeah because it could be a oh, music nowadays not what it used to be it could be that kind of excuse or it could be the fact that because i am you know actively listening to music most days um It could be that. The other thing is I don't really listen to a lot of music if I'm driving or if I'm in the studio. I'll listen to podcasts. Mm. I listen to Ricky Gervais podcasts or I listen to a a podcast called Chatterbix. um, Or I listen to the ADS podcast available on all good streaming sites. (laughs) I'm sure you do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I I, kind of tend to listen to podcasts and I think um, it kind of just gives me a break from if I'm mixing a song yeah. and I'm spending six hours mixing a song, mixing a drum kit and a bass, the last thing I want to do is sit in the car and put on more music and listen to more. Mm. Cause then I'll just compare myself as well. I'll put on a Blink one eighty two song and go, Well, my snares don't sound like that. Right, I'm gonna start again. Right, I'm starting again. Yeah. So it's <laughs> oh, just God. like yeah. I kinda of like to stay away from it a little bit. We're
0: talking about our age actually, it's an interesting thing because I, I, I feel beside the point a little bit. But um mm. in the you're about the same age as me, so you were a teen in the naughty, right?
5: Yeah, eighty-seven, so um I'm thirty-six.
0: Thirty-five? Yeah, 86. I'm, I'm, I'm four. So we we would have been teens in cool. the Northeast. Yeah. Um, part of part of music's power for me was the fact that there were these identities attached to music. Like you were
5: You're an emo kid or a scene kid, you're yeah, exactly yeah, you're right. a chav or whatever. And yeah. I think
0: that parts of that were maybe unhealthy and damaging. There were definitely downsides, but it did um there was there was these like whole communities like set up around music. And yep. so I'm wondering if, because that's not really a thing anymore. Is is that is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know.
5: Yeah, because it sort of gives you a sense of inclusion. It does. Like if you're the weird, you know, in air quotes, weird emo kid at school, Ooh. and there's five other kids like you. Great, that's amazing. That's that's six of you there. Yeah, you, you've you've got, got a little, little you got a group. tribe. Isn't you, you got a little. You got a little a tribe. Um, but I, I I don't know if I hear about it much now because. Weirder, I don't hang out, hang out with a lot of school kids. <laughs> so
1: um.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I I do actually. I work in schools sometimes. So i oh, do. Yeah. You? Great. I see I so see yeah. It. So you
5: you you see it more then? Is there is what are the groups? Do you know the groups? They kind of like what they're called.
0: I don't know. Well, there there aren't really. They're all kind of ad hoc. So it's a couple a couple mm. of things actually that that worry me um, from that point of view in terms of like you know identity forming and that stuff you sort of take into adulthood about how you feel and what you are. Is that one? Is mm. there's, there's um, friendship groups are, are a lot more fleeting. Like every every year or two, they seem to shift around. And um, these,
1: oh, okay, yeah, these
0: sorts of. I mean, that's kind of natural, I guess. But these yeah, these music cultures kid, were a, at least something a little bit more. You had to, you could pin your you could pin your identity on something that's still going to be around because the, the music scene is still going to be there, even if your friends will change. That kids yeah. don't seem to have that anymore. It's just whatever the latest thing is on TikTok or whatever people are getting a mood about now. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that in the schools, at least that I've worked at, I, I work in some very sort of diverse areas, and the the groups that form often form on racial lines. Oh, okay, people have fallen back, and, and there's some evidence that this is sort of like an an inbuilt thing. But when people don't have like a, a music identity or or it doesn't have to be music, whatever, like a cultural um, a cultural grouping, they, they fall back mm-hmm. on those things. So. Um, people from, uh, I mean, there was a lot of Slovakian people at one school, and they all sort of banded together. And then there was uh, like the the, the the African kids and and, and uh, mm-hmm. the people who perceived themselves as, as sort of African sort of band together. And I don't yeah. know that that worries me a little bit. Like I'm not saying there are there are like cross group friendships, of course there are, but there's an expectation now that you walk in and because of the color of your skin, you now belong to that friendship group.
5: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah, that's obviously um, relating that to music is that's a good and bad thing because you sort of feel like you have to be stereotyped into being the chav or being the rock kid or mm. the punk, you know, yeah, I have to have the mohawk or whatever. But then on the flip side of that, there is the inclusion. There is, you know, I'm part of something here. I'm part of something that's yeah. bigger than just me. You know, I'm part of this thing that we all like my chemical romance We're, you know, they're our favorite band and we've got all that in common. So that kind of bonds us as a unit. Mm. And I think, I think that is always going to be the power of, of music really.
0: well, that uh, i've come on my little little sheet about a little sheet here things i want to talk oh. about. and and i we've we've thoroughly gone through it. i've really enjoyed it um do you do you have any you no know, any any parting advice or any um any things you want to say people um
5: parting advice start a podcast that's what helped me <laughs> there's not <laughs> enough podcasts out there now my parting advice is just goes back to um try not to sweat the small stuff um I, I do this thing where I'll write a list every night before I go to sleep, I'll write a list of things I need to do the next day. And the first four things are wake up, shower, make the bed, hydrate. They're the first four things. So when I do those, I can tick those off and go, cool, I've achieved those four things today. And then I can get on with my day. So at least That's interesting. If, I That's get,
0: good,
5: if I get on, if I get on with my day and I end up not doing anything, I try and fix someone's guitar and I make it worse or whatever that's never happened by the way but if you know okay if I try and fi- if I try and mix something if I'm trying to mix a, a punk song for someone and I'm not quite getting this the, the snare right and then I go home at the end of there and think oh, I haven't done anything today at least I can look at my to-do list and go cool I did those four things today I've done something and at least I get to get into a you know freshly made bed so that's that's kind of my um, way of doing stuff so on your to-do list if you've got three massive jobs that you need to do break them down i need to i need to um mix a song okay so um load up the pro Tools set so item number one on the list get a coffee uh, open up pro tools um mm-hmm. item number two um get all the the tracks into uh, into color order so you know what you're going to do yeah cool done that tick so just break all your big jobs down into 10 little jobs and it's just a lot easier yeah.
0: there's a there's a book actually called um uh, the organized mind just going to give a shout out to that. Anyone's interested, that mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Very, very useful for removing cognitive load and making things easier on your brain, all that kind of stuff. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Um, the Organized Mind. The Organized Mind. By uh, David Levitin or Dan Levitin. No, David Levitin. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, amazing.
5: Thank you so much for coming on the show. Mate, thank you um for having me. I've actually got to go. It's twenty to ten at night, and I've got to go. It to is, isn't it? Sort of Brilliant.
0: Just before yeah. you go, can you tell people uh, where they can find you and what you're working on?
5: Oh, uh yeah. So you can find me on uh, Dan Parkinson Music um, I'm on TikTok and stuff. If you if you type in Dan Parkinson Jack Black, there's I I'm, I had a video like last year that went sort of pretty viral. Um, You'll find me on TikTok and Instagram just at Dan Parkinson. And what I'm working on at the minute is I recorded a two-piece female rock band yesterday who were Wicked, a band called Wolves, and I've got to go and mix them tomorrow. So that'll be um, a nice little day in the studio on my own.
0: So that was Dan Parkinson. I'm very grateful to, to Dan for coming on the show with me. And I, I, I can't recommend enough you going and checking out his Stage Fright podcast if you're interested in, in in any of these issues. He talks about all of these topics in a lot more detail with with lots of really um, yeah, really interesting guests and other things besides. So that I guess that was Dan. It's time for some more music, and we have two more tracks left to go, and this one is by Iona Skye. Hi, I'm James.
7: And I'm Anna.
0: From Iona Sky.
7: And you're about to listen to our second single titled Savior here on ADS Records Podcast. What is the point of a shut door if it's closed for to keep me locked inside this presence you? And what is the need for separate resource if it's... Don't work but keeps me tied up in this mess
0: that was Iona Sky with Saviour. That's a very nostalgic sound for me. I think actually there's a the northeast inspired rock scene is undergoing a bit of a revival um, over the last few years so that makes perfect sense to me. Um, Iona is I-O-N-A in case you you, you want to spell it and you want to find it. They are a five-piece rock band based in Cambridge. Um, the lead singer Anna Sophia whose timbre of voice is just perfectly matched to, to, to that song and that style of singing, um, has made the move here from the, the US, very international band. And no sooner had she landed than she found these guys. And now, now they have Iona Sky. Um, this year they've got a mini tour around the UK, including playing in Dublin on St. Patty's Day. That doesn't sound quite so mini to me. Um, I hope that goes really, really well for them. And you might catch them at the odd festival. And of course, they're always writing new music. So go and check them out. I'm going to interrupt myself because it's time to get someone else's thoughts and feelings about uh, mental health in the music industry. So let's hear from Duncan Campbell.
6: One more thing about artists struggling, I think artists these days need to be prepared to realise that they have to be the promoter, the producer, the um, marketing campaigner, usually their own manager, and um, the distributor. And that's something that sort of you have to sort of accept being an artist in 2024 um i don't know if labels are, are a good thing because a lot of people put a lot of faith into leaving music in the demo boxes but what i found is a lot of labels have about what it, they have like hundreds sometimes thousands of demos that get submitted a lot and that can obviously get missed as well um so it goes back to the sort of whole idea of having to be your own producer, artist, um, and promoter and manager. So I think people need to accept that and and that sort of comes with the territory as well. So the first question being how does the music industry affect my mental health? Um, I'm not a touring artist, I can imagine that would be a lot more um, weight and responsibility to get everything organised. But from my point of view, I think the only thing that can affect my mental health working in a studio and being an audio engineer is just the fact that I need to have a balance and not be in the studio all day long. Um, so, which then leads on to the answer to the second question, if I had any advice for anyone struggling with mental health, I would say the best advice for myself um, is to get out and get exercise every day, get sunlight in, um, try to avoid, sugary foods all the time um blue light blockers are quite a handy one if i'm looking at the screen for long periods of time um and also getting good sleep which then goes back to the blue light blockers which helps um if you're in the studio for late nights
0: some solid advice there and uh, massive appreciation to duncan for sending that in so what do we have next it's news. yeah i bet you thought that jingle had gone away no it hasn't so a bit of interesting news i mean we've already spoken about the the universal music group um, not renewing the, the, the TikTok license. Um, we already talked about that a bit with Dan Parkinson. I guess the only thing I'd add is that, in my opinion, it's probably good for TikTok to recognize that uh, everyone won't just automatically sign anything they ask for. It's probably probably healthy, quite frankly. Every now and again, I'm afraid, you do need a bit of a legal conflict. It's just the way it is. I'm sure they'll sort it out soon. I mean, there's a lot of money on the table, right? So, um yeah, it's it's also International Women's Day coming up. Uh, coming up this month, which brings me to the Brits. That's been all over the place, hasn't it? Similar things are happening in quite a few, uh, you know, music award festivals. But the, the Brits, in particular, well, they're on Saturday the second of March, and this show comes out on the first, so I, I'm right on the eve of it here. But of course, I don't, I don't know the results um, from where I'm sat. What I do know is, as is well publicised, the nominees are dominated by women across the board. I mean, great. Uh, The background, of course, is that less than two years ago, they stopped having separate gender categories for their awards. And then, as many of us predicted, (laughs) the results were dominated by males dominated the Brits um, because of, you know, problems of representation, all sorts of things like that. And now, of course, miraculously, the nominations are predominantly female. Hopefully next year it'll be a bit more balanced and the hand of the D&I department will be a little less overt and obvious. We, we know that women are vastly underrepresented in the music industry. A lot of the chart-topping artists over the last few years have been female, and that might maybe give us a false impression that everything's okay. But actually, you know, when, when you scratch beneath the surface, there's far less representation when it comes to things like producers and, and songwriters. You know, however, getting to a place of success in any industry, especially in the music industry, is a long pipeline. And the people who are getting nominated for the Brits are already at the success end of that pipeline. They're already at the top. And I feel like maybe artificially making everything equally represented at the top of the pipeline not only doesn't solve the cause, but it actively hides it because it makes the industry seem more pro-women than it actually is. That's my take. It's almost like putting a kind of like a happy, happy mask on it. By the time you get to people who are been nominated by the Brits, you're already at the too late end of the spectrum. You need to be working, need to be working at the beginning of that journey, not at the end. Anyway, moving, moving on from that, we now have a, another piece of music. This will be our last piece of music. I hope you enjoyed the uh, the new format. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Dan.
8: You're listening to Fickle Heart by Darcy Winter on the ADS podcast. It's a song about falling in love and falling out of love over and over again. I hope you enjoy it. Supposed to stay in, I'm at the bar, drinking gin. Phone rang, you started on me. Obama, and I'll have a whiskey. You're acting up again, stop running away, you said. You're not the first, you won't be the last. Maybe we can be friends Shut you out look the door Don't wanna see that face no more It's just me, myself and I Alone again once more Time after time I leave them behind Baby, you'll be alright We're just not right With lust, no more Used to love, used to play Now our fights, they get in the way me, myself and I, alone again once more. Time after time, I leave them behind. Baby, you'll be alright with your Just walk the line Hope you find your happy place Man, what a bitter taste Drinking gin back at my bar Getting over my latest scar I look up and I see new eyes Took me by surprise Shut you out, lock the door Don't wanna see that face no more me, myself, and I, how I like it, I'll get by. Time after time, I leave them behind. Baby, you'll be alright, we just not right.
0: Well, that's really one of those songs to calm the mood. Uh, it's got a voice like a Capri's twist bar. That was Darcy Winters with a fickle heart. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Two beautiful tracks on uh, this, this, this month show actually really, really, really doing really good things with my mood. Punctuated by a, by a, by a bit of energy. Um, so doing it for you, it's doing it for me. Anyway, that was Darcy Winters with fickle heart um, from the EP of the same name. She is based in London, where she not long ago sold out her headline show. Massive thumbs up to her for that. She's performing all over, so if you like the music, you know what to do. Or if you don't, you just search up Darcy Winters' Fickle Heart, and you will find her and all her lovely shows. Mysteriously, she says that she's testing out a new project to a small audience before releasing it later this year. Uh, It's very mysterious. Who, what's that all about? I don't know what it's about, actually. So... But I, I thought I'd throw that your way. Um, more stuff to um, to follow it for if you if you enjoy that. Thank you very much for joining me on this first first experiment into a hopefully a bigger and better podcast. I will see you in June <laughs> and have a very good spring.